0: Welcome to the All or Nothing Podcast, where we bring to you companies that are here to change the game, and I'm your host, Rodrigo Ballone. Over the last 30 years, nothing has had a bigger impact on America than hip-hop music. It has created thousands of jobs, it's improved race relations, and we've even starting to see the first few billionaires come out of this industry. Now the impact hasn't been all good, because the glorification of blowing money has left millions of people in this culture with a distorted view of how to make money, but more importantly, make it grow. That's why I'm excited to have our next guest on the show because he's one of the pioneers in the game that is building a platform that will help prepare the hip hop community with the tools they need to start a business and generate wealth. So let's jump into this interview with the founder and CEO of Hip Hop Motivation, Kenyatta Griggs. How are you today?
1: everything's great man what's happening with
0: you I'm glad to have you on so Kenyatta your path to entrepreneurship started as a barber and I'm sure like most people that sell a service you realize pretty quick that being able to cut someone's hair is only one part of the job before you can cut someone's hair first and foremost you have to convince someone to get in your chair so can you tell us how you not only got your first few clients but how you went about acquiring new clients on a regular basis?
1: That's a great question. Thanks for that question. Um, The interesting thing about where I started, I started, you know, in my barbershop on Crenshaw on 43rd. And I didn't really grow up solidly in LA. I moved around a lot. So I didn't have like a high school experience where I could bring my, my, my friends from school over to my shop to get a haircut. So what I had to do was I had to sort of front like I was already the man in my shop. So Um, with clientele. So what I did was I started off cutting children. And the children that came in, I would just make sure that I did the best job possible. Of course, children sometimes can be a little erratic to cut. And each client that I did, I just took the time, and I always asked each one of them that sat in my chair, whether it was a lady bringing in a child or anyone for that matter, to send me some people. And then I found out early on that, you know, people have this instinctive, instinctive ability and, and, and willingness to help other people, especially if they're not spending money if it doesn't cost them anything but just handing someone a card or telling someone about their haircut experience and so that's really how I built my clientele off of each person that sat in my chair just asking them if they would send me some people you know and that was really my approach the whole way through
0: as a barber you're working with every type of personality under the Sun but if you obtain a new customer the potential is enormous because you could have a new client for the next few decades what's your approach when it comes to making sure that you deliver enough value that they actually want to come back for more nice question
1: again my well my approach in the shop you know i was one of the in in my salon i was one of the first guys in my shop to perform hot towel service like once the guy was finished getting his hair cut you know, I would throw a little Noxemo on his head and wipe him wipe him down, get a hot towel and wipe him down, get get the loose hair off of him. Um, I had the uh I had my, my high power blow dryer would blow the hair off the shirt and off his shoes or whatever, and you know, just making sure that the person felt somewhat pampered when they came into the shop. As much as a man can pamper a barber can pamper their client, you know. Um I just made sure that the service was on point and I didn't bombard them with my life. I just did more listening. So it became more of a therapeutic thing where the person was able to sit in my chair and speak to me as if I was their own psychiatrist, you know, private practice psychiatrist. And they can, you know, ask me for advice or I can listen to some great advice from some elders that come in here and there. So my whole approach was just to give people look around and give people more in the service that's paid for. And so that to me, that holds true in every every genre and every business is that, you know, the best way to stand out is to always go beyond what the call of duty is. And I, I'm a firm believer in that.
0: I've always been amazed about the dynamic of a barbershop because they all attract a lot of barbers that come in and try to do their thing, but only a few are able to build and acquire the skills needed to own their own shop. In your opinion, what's different about the ones who eventually grow to be owners?
1: Yeah, the ones that eventually grow to be owners. I mean, anyone has the potential to own a shop and and to do anything that they put their minds to. But the whole process is the the first thing that someone has to uh, have is awareness that they can do it. So you have some people that just feel that the level that they're on, which is, you know, being a barber beautician, that's all there is for them at that point, but not to say that eventually that they will become aware that they could do something greater and better, because I went beyond even just owning the shop. i bought owned my own hair care products. I had 18 different products that I flipped several times, you know, because I wanted to test out the hair care market, because I was told that, you know, the Koreans had a monopoly on the hair care uh, uh, market, and so I wanted to test it out on my own and see if I could sell products independently out of my shop which was is, which is one of the busiest shops on Crenshaw Boulevard, and it worked out. You know, I actually, you know, flipped product, like I said, a few times, and it was great, man. And and um, just the experience of knowing how to make product and develop product, you know, I actually added a notch on my belt as far as business goes. And I, I taught other people on how to do it. Now, those people that I taught how to maybe own a shop or flip their own product, they might not have approached it that way right off, but, you know, uh, there's a few people that actually went forward and tried to develop their own thing or get their own shop, you know? And so what I do is I circulate information. Um, if someone asks me, and then some, and sometimes I circulate information without asking, you know, so, and that's just what hip hop motivation is. What we are, is kind of like a janitorial service for hip hop, you know? So, cause we feel like, you know, hip hop without calling names or putting it on one person, hip hop has dirtied up the minds and approach of, of Of business as well as people's lives with all the negativity and what we're doing is we're coming along with a divine balance to give people another look at things because you can't have the bad without the good and you can't have the good without the bad and that's just the law of polarity so you can't do away one without the other so in that case I felt that it was important that we provide a balance to what's going on in hip hop and not everything in hip hop is bad you know so that's where we come in and so it's all about circulating information, that knowledge back to the people. And that's why I'm here today as a humble servant to hip hop, to hip hop culture.
0: There's a phrase that I always use when it comes to describing my life. And it's that it's going to get ugly before it gets good. Personally, my darkest hours have always been followed by great news that turns the tide. And I bring that up because I think that you have had similar experiences. Literally the same day you decided to transition from a barbershop owner to something else, you actually got shot and almost died, but somehow you saw the positive in that situation. What are your thoughts on not only going through a struggle, but using it as fuel to get to your end goal?
1: Absolutely, that's a great question. And I would have to say that, you know, the day that I came up with the concept of hip-hop motivation, as well as my first audiobook project, which is Thinking Ball Out, even in the barbershop that day, which was a Friday, was the slowest day I've ever had in a barbershop. And at this time, I was a, a barber that was making no less than probably about the, the slowest day I would have would be like a $600 day. And so this on this day in particular, and this was about like maybe like 2 or 3 o'clock, and I had been there since 8 that morning, in my pocket I probably only made, I probably only did like about 2 or 3 haircuts. So I was about $75 deep. And it was interesting because still to this day, even at, even doing private barbering at this time, it was the slowest day I ever had in a barbershop, which which also gave me opportunity to write the breakdown and the plans of what I wanted to do with hip-hop motivation as well as the book. And so from there, what I realized, um, you know, that day was so profound that it's, it's it's totally changed my whole approach to business, life, how I treat my family members, my friends, and everything else because when I left the shop, I was shot six times and left for dead in critical condition. And from that day on, I just made made sure that every day was utilized and used for a greater purpose because there's no guarantees. I didn't leave the shop or I didn't wake up that morning like, oh, I'm gonna get shot today. I didn't I didn't I didn't have that feeling. You you know, you could have never told me that I'd have left the shop, I was on my way to cook, Method man from Wu-Tang Clan, and I was on my way to pick up my computer from the spot I was living at by Staples Center, downtown L.A., and a guy out of just a random situation came out, blue L.A. hat on, blue bandana tied around his face, put the gun in my face while I'm on the phone, by the way, complaining about my living situation, bills and everything else, like a lot of us do, and as he was about to shoot me in the face, I ducked. He shot me in the back, and I ran in a zigzag trying to stay away from the bullets. I fell face first into the concrete blacked out. And that was probably the most peaceful feeling I ever felt in my life, that experience of near death. You know, some people say, I've heard people say that it's, you know, they see lights, but I felt peace. I felt as, as if I was one with everything I was laying on, including the ants that crawled up under my face. And so I just, you know, I didn't have any resistance. I couldn't breathe. I was shot in my liver, my lung. Um, my lower abdomen. So in that space, even concentrating on my breathing brought forth a certain peace that I wasn't used to having. So I learned a lot of lessons from that situation and I utilize them and use them to bring forth what we know now is hip hop motivation. And that is every single day should be used for a better purpose, whether it's helping someone, helping ourselves first and foremost, but helping others um, or figuring out a way to, you know, create projects, maybe to, you know, add some light or shed some light on some dark areas of someone's life. And there's no greater greater joy than, you know, a guy like yourself or anyone that's listening that, you know, tunes in to what we're doing. You know, initially it wasn't meant for me to just really just do videos with Dame Dash because, but Dame Dash is a great guy to start with. Um, Dame Dash was somebody that I was creating a book for And the book actually is is, uh, complete as of three days ago, Culture Vultures, which will be coming out soon. And uh, I kept interviewing them, and I said, you know what, I'm going to throw some of these videos up because those are pieces of very, very extensive videos. And I did that, and here we are. You know, we're sitting here. But it taught me that every day should be utilized because there's no guarantees, tomorrow's not promised. And you don't have to go through getting shot six times or getting in a bad car accident or or a near-death experience to understand that every day should be used in the right way, you know? So I, I just learned a lot of lessons from that, man. And that's the main lesson I learned is that there are no guarantees. Cut out using shoulda, woulda, and coulda and start using words as such as I'm going to, I'm gonna, I have to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get rid of butt, shoulda, woulda, and coulda.
0: We all gather information from the people around us. But not all of us use it and apply it to our lives for the better. You not only have applied it, but you created a documentary called The Secret to Balling, where you get some of the most successful people in our culture to give their jewels to the game. What are some key things you picked up evaluating successful people in different industries?
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's a great question as well. The thing I, I picked up on was that, you know, even though we all have different paths and we walk a different walk, there's some similarities on what makes one successful. And that similarity is first and foremost, happiness. You know, if you're happy with what you're doing and you're approaching it, staying focused, and you're using, and you're doing things daily to accomplish that goal, eventually something will pan out, something will come about, you know, because all the guys and all the people out, because we interviewed over 40 people, we only used probably about like 16 people in the movie, and it's funny that Snoop Dogg will say the same thing that a doctor, Michael Bernard Beckwith, will say, um, who was also in The Secret uh, back in the day. They are saying the same things, just a different approach on how they did it. You know, we ask somebody like, you know, this guy named Reverend Edwards, you know, about the spiritual aspects of success. And Chris Brown comes behind him and he says damn near the same thing, but just in a different voice and a different tone, you know it's a beautiful thing because there are, there is a connection to, to, to success. And, you know, if you would just fall back, take heed to it and, you know, study and do your own research on people that have arrived at a certain level, you know, you begin to get a lot of insight from just paying attention. And it's just not always entertainers, it's anybody, you know, that's approached and, and arrived anywhere. Someone that's lost weight, someone that's got off of drugs. You know, I've always been interested in, in just life, you know. So in my clientele, I've cut drug addicts, gangbangers, pimps, you know what I'm saying. I've cut the strippers, the rappers, you know what I'm saying, gay, straight, whatever. And I just pay attention, man, and I listen. I listen and I'm a, I, I observe everything, you know what I'm saying. I don't cut off knowledge on no level. You see what I'm saying. Even the little kids sit in my chair. I just look at the happiness within their eyes and their approach to doing things, and I get jewels from that. So, you know, it's a never ending process, man. So the secret to balling is based around just me being an observer and just being a theme for people's life story, their own biography on how they approach them.
0: You mentioned earlier that you started out putting videos out on YouTube, but you've actually done a great job utilizing social media to build your brand what are some tips that you can give our audience when it comes to building a social presence that translates to sales?
1: Great question. Again, the best way that I found the best approach to use is consistency. You know, staying consistent. You have to make sure if you put videos up on Mondays, put those videos up on Monday. You come on Tuesday, put them on Tuesday, you know, or weekly, however you want to look at it, but there has to be some form of consistency in order to build any form of clientele. And what I did was I took the same consistency I used in the barbershop to build my clientele to the social media and the networking, the social networking um, platform, you know, because it, you know, I didn't, no one starts off with clientele and any barber can tell you that unless they cut cutting family and friends. And the same way that you build clientele physically, Is the same way you do it online and so on. Is that and that's by staying consistent, you know, doing things at a certain time, you know, providing that comfort that you'll be there, you know, because people begin to get comfortable with you when you're sharing your own consistency and you're sharing you're sharing with them on a consistent basis. They begin to get comfortable with you and then they begin to look for you and seek you and check for you often, and then they tell other people about you and then from there, you know. It grows but beyond beyond consistency I would also say make sure that you're providing something of value you know that's that would be number two you got to make sure what you're providing is valuable you know that that people will talk about it you know in some in a book called contagious by Jonah Berger he talks about social currency and that is absolutely the truth you have to provide something that's getting people not only awareness, but getting people to talk about what you're doing, or what you said, or what you put up, you know. Because if they don't talk about it, it means nothing. That means it's not going to circulate out there in the world. And there's a lot of people that have a lot of good content online, but they may have five views, you know. But those five views or five subscribers are your subscribers, and that's the way everything starts. Because I remember when we first started hip <laughs> hop motivation, you know, we had shit, ten subscribers, and and ten of the views was six of us as a crew you know what I'm saying the, the members of my my circle and so you know it started from there with the humble beginnings and then it turns into something else because we provided content that was worth something and that's what we're all about you know it's a platform that provides great information for the culture of hip-hop whether that's learning information you know something to move you along your day uh You know, just taking our own life experiences and putting on the putting those things on the platform to help people, and that's what I'm all about. Because I feel like if I didn't do this the way I'm doing it right now with hip hop motivation, I might as well just sat there and just let go and die on that ground. You know what I'm saying? Because what does it really mean to live unless you're circulating something back to the people or something great that people can use? I mean, damn, I'm just gonna be here taking up space. You know, wasting time. Come on. I mean it's deeper than that, man. You gotta you have we I had to look I I just looked at it like I have to be greater and do better with living here on this this place we call earth. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't just be Mm -hmm. constantly doing like a lot of us are taking away. I just had to I had to circulate something back, man. So make sure your content is of value, consistent content of value. That's what I say.
0: I think it's cool that you went from cutting hair to creating your own line of grooming products. Can you talk about the importance of evolving with your business in order to stay alive and grow? Right. Well, the,
1: the importance of the business evolving, you sticking to it, is, is, is very important because in the beginning, like I said before, you won't have any clientele. You won't have anyone checking for you, you know. It just so happens that, you know, I started you know, I put a commercial up for the bump assassin skincare product which is, you know, through the hip hop motivation channel. But even before, like I've had bump assassin, bump assassin is like a sixteen year old product now. And and only people that know about bump assassin are people that are were in the Crenshaw area on that block where I have my shop for over fifteen years. So, you know, it's like sticking with it and seeing it evolve. The packaging is different. The fragrance itself is different. The The product itself is different. You know, it went back in the day. It was just a product. Now it's organic. We're using the best products, the best chemicals to make a mix that, it, you know, that, that can, you know, enhance skin, overall skincare, you know? And so it's important to stick with what you're doing because if you give up, you know, you'll never know the heights you can really reach. You know, if you give up, you have to stick with it, stay consistent and um, don't get so caught up in likes. Don't get so caught up in who likes what you're doing, because at the end of the day, you have to build your own group and brand of people that really fool what you're doing.
0: You mentioned earlier that your book Culture Vultures is on its way. I've heard the first chapter of the audio book on YouTube, and I think you guys are going to change the game with it. I've personally been waiting at least two years to hear the rest of the audiobook. Now, I know you mentioned that you put the final touches on it a few days ago.
1: It's been finished. Not because, y'all, it's been finished. Um, we were just getting with the right editors and the people that could really make it, you know, bring everything to life. You know, lay it out right, you know, because Dame is real picky about
0: layout. Understood. You know, you got to make sure you put out the best product, especially if you know, something that's going to last forever. Oh, but maybe I just, I was, you know, just thinking about it too much. Like I said, I had a couple of years to think about it. But it, for me, I just felt like at some point that um, you guys were building momentum to, to a bigger project and that Culture Vultures was just, you know, a piece of that, that bigger project or that bigger release that you guys wanted to do. So yeah, can you yeah. talk about the importance of building momentum to help achieve long-term success?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, building momentum is very important, you know. Um the psychology of building momentum starts with self belief. And then, you know, from there what we did was I just believed that I could provide a product and do something with game that could change the game and so I started recording these sound bites. And so that from doing that, that built up the momentum. Then we start putting up, then I started putting the videos up. I remember my team, my team members, they were actually you know, against me, putting up the footage the way I was putting it up because I never did the whole YouTube social media thing. I wasn't really into that. You know, what I'm saying I was, you know, at the barber shop. I didn't really have time to be doing all that. And I started throwing them up, you know, because I can, I can, I can be very impulsive and and, and very aggressive when I'm doing anything. You know, what I'm saying I'm a finisher, so I just started throwing the videos up, throwing them up, throwing them up. they were like, oh man, you're doing too much, and it just blew up. You know, I don't know, you know. I I would say that the momentum from doing that is why, you know, maybe you wanted to even give me an interview today or, you know, why people still check for the videos that I did way back in the day with Dame as as well as other people, you know what I'm saying? It's from that momentum. And building momentum is very important. And the best way to build momentum, again, is from consistent, valuable content, consistent, you know what I'm saying? Don't put up other people's quotes, put your own quote up. You know, saying believe enough in yourself that you have the power and the ability to change the game, and you will change the game. You will add to the game. You know, you might not be able to help everybody, but you'll help someone. And building momentum is is based around consistent movement, consistent action, daily rituals that you're putting forth every single day without compromise. And that's the best way to build momentum. And building momentum for the Culture Vultures book, is It was based around just constantly doing, I mean, it, it was like, we, I always felt like it was, you know, there was always more to put in the book. You know, it's a chapter, It's a 40-chapter book. It's over 340 pages. You know, Dane talked about a little bit of everything that he saw in the business from the situation with Jay-Z, Leo Cohen, Aaliyah, you know, how he approached different things. You know, the videos we put up are snippets of those those chapters you know, a lot of them. And then there's some stuff that's not online, you know, that we use of course. So it's 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 like one of those things like there's no there's no expiration date when you're doing something that's game changing. You know what I'm saying? Like Secret of the Ball, we're about to finally get distribution for that. There's no expiration date on it. It's not the kind of movie that's dated. It can't it'll never get dated, you know. It's something that you can watch twenty years from now and you're going to get something of value from that movie. And that's all I'm about. I'm not about putting out stuff based around the trend or what's cracking right now, because that's never been important to me. What's important is timeless material, timeless, a timeless, you know, project that I could put out there that would be around and outlive all of us. You know what I'm saying? Where somebody can come back around, like, for instance, like they can grow rich. You know, Napoleon Hill been dead for, for many years. You know what I'm saying? He wrote that way back in the day, but that book is still cracking. It's still in the bookstore. His family's eating off of it. And if his family ain't eating off of him, somebody's eating off of him. So that's how I look at it, you know. You know, it's personal development. There's no, there's no expiration date on personal development. The same stuff they was talking about back in the day, the same thing that's going on right now. You know, higher consciousness is the name
0: of the game. Can you give us a release date when the book is going to drop?
1: Great question. I'm talking to Dane today. I'm actually going not today, tomorrow, because we're going to be filming tomorrow tomorrow evening. We're going to do a live Instagram live. And we're we're meeting up tomorrow to talk about when we want to put this out, because we're going to do it independently. We're going to do some hardback covers, leather bound, you know you know, with a good ticket, you know what I'm saying? People wanna, you know, they can actually if they buy it'll be a, a it'll be people that can buy the book and actually sit and talk with us and uh, you know, go over you know, and we can go over the book and you know, sign copies. It's like a the people can get their own private one on one seminar you know, with us, you know what I'm saying? So we're gonna we're gonna be doing some things. We gotta talk about that Thursday and the releases. Now that the book is all the way finished, that release date now it's time to set forth the momentum for getting it going, get people back, get back interested in what we're doing. And so we got to talk about that uh, tomorrow.
0: Kenyatta, that was a great interview. You gave a lot of good information that a wide range of people could benefit from. Is there anything else you want to tell our audience before you go?
1: Yeah, I would like to tell everybody that's listening, you, know, you can um, reach us at Info. V-A-L-L-I-N at gmail.com. That's booking information as well as, you know, any inf- any uh, questions you have about what we're doing, when we're doing it, you can always hit us up. Uh, right now, The Secret of and Journey physical copies are available at www.hiphopmotivation.bigcartel.com. That same website, you can also purchase T-shirts, Hip Hop Motivation T-shirts like you have seen me wearing on the videos. As well as Bump Assassin Organic Skin Care Line. You can buy it there. And then also The Secret of the Ball and Journey, the movie will be coming soon on DVD, as well as uh, a few uh, distribution outlets. We're working on that now. As well as you can get The Secret of the Ball and Journey soundtrack audio book on iTunes right now at this moment. It's on iTunes, Amazon, it's on a lot of different uh, digital platforms. And uh, you can get the physical copies uh, at certain stores, like uh, over at Agape Bookstore, uh, Quiet my bookstore at Agape, which is Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith's uh, Spiritual Center. You can get a physical copy there. And we just, you know, we're moving. We got a lot more to come, man, a lot more to drop. Thinking balls out the movie will be coming soon as well. We're working on that as we speak. And uh, just putting together timeless information that transcends everything we're doing right now into now.
0: I want to thank the founder and CEO of Hip Hop Motivation, Kenyatta Griggs, for being on the show. And if you want to hear more interviews like this, follow the All or Nothing podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Tidal. That's a wrap for this week's episode of All or Nothing, where we bring to you companies that are here to change the game. And I'm your host, Rodrigo Ballone.